The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. Still getting a little of this green coming in here sorry about that guys oh there goes it must be the camera uh so i've got a new camera we're going to see what happens with that and see if we can sort that out for you guys who are in the viewing audience for those at red state talk radio you don't have to worry about that unless you want to watch the video portion of the show which you can do go to sons and scroll down right there on the right side of the page and you'll see us going live you can just enlarge that and you can see the face is made for radio sometimes it turns green around my hair <laughs> you can also catch that live video feed on twitter at fpp tim periscope and twitch at setting brush fires our facebook page is bradley dean sol youtube channels b dean sons of liberty before it's news.com right there on the front page we are and dlive.tv at the sons of liberty you can also find us on spreely gab mewe minds and usa.life if you'd like to call in any time okay uh <laughs> Is that what it is, Stephen? God's giving me joy by giving me green hair. <laughs> well, I'm I, comic relief again. Uh, and laughter is good medicine. There's no doubt about that. If you'd like to call in, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Appreciate all you guys joining us in the chat room this morning, as well as those in our Red State Talk Radio family. We appreciate you very much as well. And um, we're going to wrap things up. We did uh, three shows, Thursday, Friday of last week, and then Monday this week with Sean Argyle. And he's a young man out of the UK. He has a YouTube channel called Sean Speaks. That's S-E-A-N, Speaks. And um, he's been sharing with us just information. That's all he's done. He's just presented information and let the people see what it is about Pizzagate. And again, you know, I've done some reports myself on some of this stuff. Specifically, it came out in the in the uh, Podesta emails that were released in 2016, and everybody said, "Oh no, this is nothing. We've we've investigated, and there's nothing here." And if you've seen any of these things, any of these images, okay, if you've seen any of those that we've shown you. You have to believe something is going on here. You have to believe something's going on. 
either that or we welcome uh, any of these people that we've mentioned from the guy who owns Comet Pizza to Marina Abramovic or John Podesta or Hillary Clinton or any of these people who want to come along and answer some questions. What does this mean? What did this mean? And let's see if it holds water because I don't think it will. But we're going to conclude today. We're not going to go as long um, as we normally do with Sean for an hour and a half. Uh, but Sean's looked over things and says we can cover this probably in an hour. So we want to get right to that. And with that said, um, going to uh, bring Sean on. Good morning, Sean. How are you, man? Good morning, Tim. Hope you're doing well. Good morning, everybody in the States. I hope everyone's okay during these uh, uncertain times and keep fighting the good fight. <clears throat> hey, man. Yeah, yeah. everybody's doing good. And it, it's got to be kind of interesting to be in another country and get to speak to people in another country, in a different country, without even leaving the comfort of your home. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Uh, as I say, you were the first person I've done an interview with um, when we did the Pizzagate Part One. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting to know that there are you know many people listening to me speak and listening to what I have to say. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking out of your time. Uh, Sean works uh, into early in the morning. I think he said he told me he got off at like two in the morning or something. So. I'm sure he probably got a short nap and he pops on or something, or maybe you stay up, I don't know, and then get a nap after. But we do appreciate your time, Sean, and coming on and showing the people what all you've put together. Now, some people have seen a lot of this stuff. Uh, They do their own research. They've seen things. But there's a lot of people who haven't. There's a lot of people who haven't heard some of the things. And so we're constantly getting new people who come in, and uh, some of them are not so friendly, and some of them are very friendly. And we've got a lot of intelligent people within the chat room, I know, who comment. And then we have some people who are maybe intelligent, but they're very stubborn, like yesterday (laughs) in the afternoon. If you guys missed yesterday afternoon's show, if, you know, you thought the lady falling on her knees, screaming up at the heavens that Donald Trump was being inaugurated was bad, you should see some of his worshipers. Uh, They just, it's it's almost as bad. It's kind of like... No, 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 no. I don't hear what you're saying. La, 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 la. This right here. It, it, but this stays open to, to keep talking. And uh, mm-hmm. and they keep doing it. So it's if you missed that show yesterday, you really ought to uh, go back and check out the show. And um, anyway, we appreciate your support. Sean, let's get to it this morning because we've got this hour. And let's, uh, let's finish up what we're doing here with Pizzagate with our final conclusions here. Perfect, yeah. Just a quick one for the new viewers. You know, there's a lot of information here. Me and Tim have covered it extensively in the videos. The documents are available to download on Set and Brush Fires as well as other uh, places Tim's mentioned. So for anyone new, please check it out. But without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the rest of it. So could you pull up page um, 115, please, Tim? All right, you're good. So there's just a few things I wanted to point out to round all this up nicely. So in the last video, we talked about, you know, uh, Marina Abramovich. We talked about Comet Pizza. We played the uh, the interview recording from the hacker who found child pornography on the Comet Pizza servers. Remember, Comet Pizza is the restaurant where Obama, Hillary Clinton hold venues, John Podesta. So this is really quite concerning. And basically, uh, a vote user, so vote is an online forum, somebody basically realised that the day before, um, sorry, let me just rewind. Uh, When the hacker went to the police in Washington, D.C., they didn't want to hear about it, so he told them there was child porn, the police didn't care. Then he went to the FBI. 
The FBI took notes, and then one week later, a false flag happened. So basically, this this actor called Edgar Madison Welch, who was a credited actor for IBM, he basically apparently went in there and shot the pizza joint up looking for children, and then the media spun this narrative. But basically, one day before this false flag happened, all of the cameras on that street in Washington, D.C., the cameras that were pointing directly at the pizza shop, which would have showed the public exactly what happened, were actually turned away from the pizza shop. So if you scroll to the next image, Tim, the cameras were turned away from Comet Pizza. So, I mean, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's, re- it's very interesting, and we don't have anybody who was really hurt in that incident either. And, no, uh, no, no. Yeah, so so a lot of this a lot of this ends up being a bit of a problem in and of itself with uh, what's communicated there. And again, don't know why I'm getting this aura around me, <laughs> but um, it's interesting how these things are away. I'm assuming that because of this, uh, we don't have really any any footage captured of the shooter at all. So we don't even know if it actually happened or not. To be honest, exactly, exactly. I don't personally, Tim, I mean, I've studied corruption all my life. This is what they do. They they just spin the, they spin one-sided narratives. They go fight tooth and nail to deceive the public. They do anything and everything to, to lie to us. And turning some cameras away is not a hard job. You know, they, they plan these things very, very, very methodically, and they know exactly what they're doing. And as we've discussed in other videos this is massive. This is global criminal activity, and they're just covering the tracks, you know. Yep. It's so, it's so obvious, basically. I agree. Okay. Um, next, I would like you to basically jump to – okay, if you go to page one, two, three, please. Okay. Okay, so basically what I want to talk about is – I want to talk about this um, hidden network, which was found on, um, basically found on the Comet servers. So this is, this is the research from a guy called Quinn Michaels. Now, I highly recommend anyone go watch this video. If you just scroll down a little bit more, Tim, just so they can see that. So the, I don't know if this video is still available, but basically Quinn Michaels used to be a programmer. He basically was very intelligent when it comes to computers and, you know, uh, the technical side of things. And uh, he was somebody who was able to give us a, a different perspective on Pizzagate. So what he did was he basically discovered, and he explains in this video, if you go to the next page, this is what he says. So he discovered this network on the Comet Pizza server. So what he says is, suspected network of individuals that are well-funded and operate on the fringes of reality. So what he means by that is like on the dark web, on these secret networks. He says, traces of network reflect signs of advanced technology that is 10 years plus beyond public knowledge. So again, he's, he's, he's very knowledgeable on these things. And he says the technology they're using is far more advanced than what we have now, which is this blockchain technology. He says, access points are granted slash located through various marked assets, which then use a password key phrase to establish access rights. Network is a variant of a blockchain slash SERPnet, and a SERPnet is a secret internet routing protocol, which allows it to remain untraceable and hidden, even from the most advanced eyes. 
managed by emerging intelligent technology that is reflected in open AI bots, such as Louise Cipher, which is the name of a bot, a far more advanced learning machine than previously observed in development. So what this guy does is he's very he's very clued up with artificial intelligence. He's very he's very clued up with with that sort of thing, and he's he's talking about this this hidden network that that these people are using to communicate. And I want to draw a connection between the blockchain that um, that the hacker found on the Comet Pizza servers and basically Quinn Michael's research. It's basically the same technology. So it would it, with that, it basically suggests that it's the same people, you know, uh, who were very well funded, very well organized using this. And I'll just read the last part. It says, operations of the network appear to be handled through the dark net by a hacker group of members. Well, I won't read that because I can't verify that, but this is just called Quinn Michaels. Uh, he basically just says that anonymous. He says that the group anonymous is um, is not who they say they are. He says they are they are the government basically, and so he's basically. You'd have to watch his research where he links all this, but I, I want to focus on the internet. So if you just go down to page one two six, Tim, where it says how is PizzaGate related? So he says the PizzaGate people. Uh, conglomerate made a mistake. They used the same technology to hide themselves as all the other dirty occult groups. All they did was change the name and a few parameters, but it's still run by the same AI running all the other stuff. The only thing they did that was different was put it behind a blockchain. So basically what he's saying is all of the people implicated in Pizzagate, okay, all of the people that were accessing this system were basically using the same technology um, you know, they were using the same technology as other occult members. So he's, he's dug very deeply into these groups, into these secret societies, and he's drawn a connection between them and Pizzagate. Now, I know without you watching his full video, it might be a bit hard for context, but what do you make of that, Tim, the fact that, you know, these people implicated in Pizzagate are directly involved with this this hidden network, this secret network? Well, that's that's seems to be what they what you would think they would do uh that they would try to hide that but then we have this, a lot of this over thing this is the thing that amazes me on one on one hand they want to hide it because they know it's criminal and then on the other hand we have all these images that we showed people and it's like they're just right out in the open when they get home uh, Tony mm-hmm. Podesta's house um all these this artwork of Mar- uh, Marina Abramovic all of this kind of stuff is just right out there in the open when they're sort of private, if you will, uh, in their homes or, you know, having their little private get togethers and stuff like that. It's, it seems to be very out in the open. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They're, they're definitely narcissists. They're definitely sociopaths as well as psychopaths, in my opinion. And um, so, you know, it's sort of like how far can they push it? How far, can, how much can they taunt us publicly like what can they they push it to every extreme you know from from blatantly putting it in your face to covering up everything that they're doing at the same time they're they're very twisted you know messed up people and then their egos will be their downfall because if they didn't if they didn't have such big egos and they didn't publicize their their actions so much we wouldn't be having this conversation now so they're, they're their own downfall to be honest I think so too. I well, here, here's the thing: um, they have done this stuff to children, and um, 
at least that's what it appears that they've done. They've done these things to children. Jesus says that if you cause one of the little ones to stumble, it's better that you take a millstone tied around your neck and throw yourself in the sea than to cause one of the little ones to stumble. And, you know, if, if, if this administration won't bring the justice to the people it needs to be, again, for people who say, I hate Trump, no, I've said there's a lot of reports coming out of his DOJ that they're taking down a lot of pedophile rings. I want to give them credit where credit's due. If the report should be believed, and I think they can be believed, but the thing is, is the people he promised. Because some people says, "Well, what about a broken, broken? What broken promises are you talking about, Tim?" Well, there are numerous I could I'd list, but that's not part of the show. One is bring justice to Hillary Clinton. It is to bring justice to the members of the Obama administration who were uh, involved in all kinds of corruption, all kinds of criminal activity against the people of the United States, and that hasn't happened. And among those. We could list the things that, at least that are going on at Pizzagate, uh, the Pode- uh, John Podesta, uh, Hillary Clinton is tied with that, and others. I don't see any justice being brought, and, and the conservative talking heads keep talking, oh, they're running scared, they're running scared. I don't see anybody shaking in their boots. I see a theater going on. I see WWE here in the United States. And what we want to see is we want to see justice, because that's what you really elect a president for. You don't elect him to do all this stuff that, that he's got his hands in, you elect him to make sure that the laws are faithfully executed, Article 2, Section 3 of the Constitution. That's his job. That's that's the only job he really has. And so yeah. <clears throat> that's really, when we bring these things out, Sean, This th- there needs to be an open investigation, and I would say by somebody outside our government, uh, yes. because it's like the fox guarding the, the chicken coop, if you ask me. We need somebody mm-hmm. outside of the government who is well respected, and we got to keep an eye on them because there's no doubt that uh, those who want to keep it covered up will do whatever they got to do to keep it covered up. This is these are pretty serious things that are going on uh, regarding our children, so they they have to keep that covered up. So we we would have to watch that person as well. I agree. I agree. The bottom line is, Tim, as we've said, they're all part of one big club, and we're not part of it, and it's a giant paedophile club where they all look after each other. This stretches to the highest echelons of the United States federal government. It implicates the intelligence agencies. It implicates DC, the politicians, the president, maybe not the president directly, but certainly the people around him. It's kind of like, how do you ask the government to to prosecute itself if the entire government is basically corrupt? Exactly. That's basically where we're at. Um, but the change has to come from the people. We have to find a way, and the way we do that is through spreading information. We are in the age of information warfare, okay? And you can't argue with facts. And as you've said, Tim, there is no, there is far, far more than enough evidence to at least get an investigation underway. But the reason why they've covered it up is because, as I've said before. Pizzagate is a is a jigsaw puzzle, and if we start pulling that string, if we start pulling that thread, it will just unravel the entire corrupt system, and it will bring it down to its knees. Let's not forget, people, this hidden network, this this these secret servers were connected with nine different servers all around the world. One location was London, another was Berlin, another one was Washington, D.C. I'm not sure where the other locations were, but this shows you how deep Pizzagate 
really, really goes because a real investigation wouldn't just take down the pedophiles in America. It would take them down in London. It would take them down in Berlin. And this isn't the small fish. This is the big fish. These are the satanic pedophiles. These are the ones that are not just raping children. They are sacrificing them. This is what Petergate is, and this is the thread, and this is what we need to push for. And that's why they want to cover it up, Tim. So I just wanted to reiterate how serious this topic really is and how important it is we get the truth out there. Well, that's why well, that's why we have you on here, Sean. I mean, part of the thing is is that we do want the truth out there so that there can be action. It's not to scare people, even though a lot of this stuff is disturbing. Um, and I don't know if we're going to cover some more disturbing things just so people know that this is this is I hate to even say this is an adult related conversation because I hate that adults even have to have this conversation. But the fact of the matter is, is these are things that we have to be able to take in and then push our representatives and those who we've given authority to to act on our behalf. They're not we're not their servants. They're ours. They're to they're to uphold the law. We've got to push them to do their duty, the thing that they swore that they would do, and that is to uphold the law and, as far as the president's concerned, to make sure those laws are faithfully executed. So we've got this, we've got this coming in um, using the blockchain, uh, which was <clears throat> I guess, somewhat new technology, um, a few years old. And most of us are familiar with blockchain technology when it comes to something like Bitcoin or something like that. But bit, but the blockchain technology is being utilized in blogs. I mean, you have it with uh, stuff like a, uh, uh, Steemit. Uh, you've got it used with Minds.com. You've got uh-huh. it used now. You're talking about using blockchain technology uh, in these servers where they're they have these pedophile networks. And I think that's that's all to hide who's getting in there because. In order mm-hmm. for that information to come in there, instead of like a VPN where you're you're hitting a certain server somewhere away from your your internet provider, they're hitting multiple computers, maybe two dozen computers before it actually gets to wherever it is. All this all this information passes through there, so it ends mm-hmm. up hiding. And the only way you could really find out is to to bust one person and find out who this person is, who this person is, who this person is that they're sharing images or videos or documents or whatever they're doing. That's the only way you could you could end up really capturing those people is to get one who knows who these people are and get them to talk. Yeah, exactly, Tim, exactly. But I'm very confident with people like yourself and you know the work I'm doing as well as all the other beautiful amazing people in the world. We will expose the evil. I mean, this this coronavirus event, what it's done is, I believe it's triggered the Great Awakening. I believe it's brought people together like never before. You know, people are having, people are now, people know now is the time to act. Now is the time to speak up and now is the time to spread your truth. So all those people out there who were on the fence or all these whistleblowers who, you know, had information but were basically a bit too afraid or didn't want to speak out, Basically, everyone is now speaking out and everyone is just releasing their truth. And I believe the world that is going to come out of this is going to be amazing. Basically, like you said, get these people looked into, locked up, create a new system, you know, a a beautiful world, basically. And I believe that, you know, we will eventually, you know, create heaven on earth. Well, I, you know, I don't know that we're going to create heaven on earth, but I, I, the thing is, is to bring justice and justice is what guards our liberty. And we can do that. Uh, God says he'll bless those kinds of things because, 
Justice uh, is part of God's character. That's what he wants to do. Um, and that's yeah. what he does do. And he taught us to pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, that doesn't mean, well, it means that he we want his will to be done here just like it is in heaven. So if he tells mm-hmm. us to pray for that, I don't see why some of that can't be happening if we'll only step up and do what we're supposed to do. So with that yes. said, what else do you got for us after this here? Because uh, okay. Let's go to page 130, please. All right. So I'm just going to prove to the people that the hacker, Big Fish, was in contact with Washington, D.C. Police Department. So remember, he contacted Washington, D.C. first, and then basically they didn't do anything. Then he went to the FBI. Then there was a false flag shooting. And after the false flag shooting is when the police got involved. Then then a detective rang Big Fish, and then he was interested after this happened. So they weren't interested initially, but after this alleged shooting, they now suddenly were. Okay? So these are the emails. Go to the next page, please. So you can see Comet Pizza secret zip files. This is from the hacker, but he's blanked his name out. And it says to Marcus.Stevens at DC.gov. So he's a detective in Washington, DC. So Big Fish explains in the email, Marcus, one more thing. If you need help getting it to the login screen from your computer, give me a call and I can walk you through how to get back to it. And even though they tried to erase and hide it, thanks again. So he's literally telling the police officer, Tim, if you need help getting into the getting into the service, I can show you where the child porn is. That's what he's saying to the police officer. And then if you go to the next page, we have an email which was received from Mark Stevens saying, I have received your emails. So this is evidence that the Washington DC are now fully aware of the fact that the servers had child porn on and Basically, they haven't acted on it. And what the Big Fish guy said was he got a phone call. I don't know whether he got a phone call or whether Mark Stevens just didn't contact him. But basically, nothing came of it. This this just got dead and buried. So, I mean, what what, what do you make of that? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I can stop and I can think of uh, the fact that the the police department probably, in order to maintain some sense of obeying the law, would not hack the the server but you Mm -hmm. would think if a guy had come in and done that which it would be a crime for this guy big fish to be doing that anyway it would be a crime for him to do that as much as it would be for these guys to be doing what they're doing with the children one is obviously Mm -hmm. much more severe don't get me wrong but you would think if if he's provided them information because he didn't just say hey there's stuff on the server and you need to go to i'm sure he provided evidence right Oh, exactly. Well, 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 no, because okay. he, he couldn't download the child porn, Tim, because then he's, then he's committed a crime. So okay. he'd have to just tell them, this is where it is, and this is how you go view it. So you're going to have to go look at it yourself. Get your proper teams together. Get the pedophile unit. Whatever you guys do, that's how you need this. Here's the instructions on how you. to do it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that makes sense. And then the guy is obviously saying, I got your emails. I know what the login is. I can go find it if I want to find it. And this guy, Marcus Stevens, does nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. He basically doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't know why. I mean, obviously, he's obviously been silenced or he's, he's been warned not to dig into it or he's, for whatever reason, he hasn't done it. But I remember listening to the interview with Big Fish and what Big Fish says is, is that 
he believes Mark Stevens was a good police officer because Mark Stevens contacted Big Fish after this happened and he said, look, I'm interested, I want to know more. But then for whatever reason, as this police officer starts to actually do his job, he's been stopped from the higher-ups, potentially, from, from carrying out an investigation. Well, this sounds a lot like uh, the issue that happened with John Wedger. Um, mm. You know, was in Scotland Yard, and when he starts uncovering these things, what happens? Well, he ends up losing his job. I mean, they're threatening him, his family, and all this other. And he's uncovering pedophilia, uh, pedophile rings, satanic pedophile rings <clears throat> there in the U.K., and we had him on the show as well. So that doesn't surprise me that they want to cover up for one another and uh, and to take care of those things. So um, I yeah, I'm, not, I I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, okay, Tim, can we go to page 135, please? Okay, now I just want to make something clear. I'm, I want to talk about uh, uh, something called Palantir. Yep, I've now, written on it. Yeah, have you heard of Palantir? I have. I've written on it uh, because it came out. Uh, it came out during the Oregon um, protests that they were using Palantir, which is a CIA-funded group. Uh, it was yes. a front group, and the Palantir. For those of you have, who have seen the Lord of the Rings, it's that little ball where they see the Eye of Sauron. That's where that name comes from, and they're able to take all kinds of information, dump it into a computer program, and it sorts it out into reports and things like that. So that's basically what Palantir does, uh, the software that they've provided. Yeah, I didn't know that it was named after this, the ball of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's very, very interesting with what I'm about to tell you. Okay. The reason I mentioned Palantir, just to be clear, Palantir is not connected to Pizzagate in any way, shape, or form, okay? But the reason why I'm talking about it is because Quinn Michaels did some research on Palantir, and Palantir basically works using the same blockchain technology as what was found on the Comet Pizza servers. So all I'm doing is pointing out that it uses the same technology. I can't say that it's Palantir who was basically, you know, who made the servers for the Comet Pizza. I'm just saying it's the same technology. Now, Palantir is a very, very interesting subject. Basically, what it is, as you said, it was created by the CIA. Initially, it was created to infiltrate the Chinese dark web forums, the Chinese dark nets, and it soon turned into something else. Basically, if you scroll to the next page, um, sorry, if you scroll to page um, 136, Tim, just the next one down if you can, or I'll just read it to the viewers. Palantir is a human tracking system used by most of the agencies in the USA and all over the world. It specializes in big data, machine learning, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, artificial intelligence, and human algorithms. Essentially, it's a machine learning, intelli- machine learning system using super advanced quantum computing, artificial intelligence. And Palantir has infiltrated all sections of government. It's in the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, local law enforcement, and the Marines. And all the data is being collected and stored on the Palantir network. And Palantir is as powerful as Google, Facebook, and Twitter, where it's a privately owned company that works with the CIA and all other intelligence agencies. So basically, what's happened, Tim? All agencies around the world, all intelligence, all police, all federal government, everything, 
they've all replaced their database, their, 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 their systems with a Palantir system, okay? So somebody's went in and sold this Palantir system to all aspects of society and said, you need to come away from your old system. You need to please use our new system, which works using really advanced artificial intelligence. It will do all these amazing things that your old system can't do, and they basically see it as the future. Now, that's all very good, well and good, as long as it's doing what it says it is. But what Quinn Michaels brings up and what Quinn Michaels says about it is this. If Palantir has got a hidden backdoor, that means the programmers who wrote it or the AI that created it, if it's got a hidden backdoor where people can access, it basically means that the criminals, if they can think about it, if what if the criminal can access the police database, which is using the Palantir software, it means that the criminals are always going to be one step ahead of the police or the intelligence agencies or whatever aspect of society. And that's what he's bringing awareness to. And that's what Quinn Michaels is saying. It goes all the way up to intelligence, Tim. So what he's basically suggesting is, is that these the elite, okay, the people who control the world, the Satanists, the Luciferians, all these people, they've pumped money into the, into a system like Palantir, and then they've used their power to make sure that all governments install and use that software, but if they can access it from behind the scenes, it basically means they're, they're always going to be one step ahead of law enforcement, which is very, very serious. I mean, what, what do you think of that? <clears throat> Well, I, yeah, I think that's by design, obviously. But the, the obvious the obvious thing that I can see is there's a, a part where I kind of question, like, you know, where the big fish goes to the, the police officer, he gives him the information. If there are, he said they, they've tried to, I guess, keep him out in some way. So mm-hmm. maybe they understand. Maybe there's some monitoring that's going on, and they shut that out so that he can't get back in. I don't know. I don't know if he's still able to get in till today. Uh, to, to that server. Know. So if they're ahead, they got to have their ears to the ground to know what's going on in D.C., uh, especially if somebody's calling into the police department there to call for an investigation, check this out, look at this. They got to have ways to where they can manipulate that or even dump the server for a period of time um, or put it on something else uh, if that's to be investigated. I mean, I mean, I can see that happening as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll just round it up nicely with this paragraph. If you go to page 140, please. <clears throat> so the only connection we can sort of make, really, is, is this. Palantir handles the database for missing and exploited children. So basically, when a child goes missing, um, this is the system they use. And they have arms in law enforcement, financial institutions, hedge funds, etc., now, if the Palantir system has a back door, it basically means that the criminals can, you know, access the information in real time and they can also manipulate the information. So, for example, if you go to the next page down, let's say James Alifantis is a child trafficker. So this will be a scenario. James kidnaps a child. The crime is reported to the police. The police open an investigation and create a case file on the police database The police database runs on Palantir software. The Palantir system has a hidden backdoor. 
This means somebody could access the police database through the back door and get real-time intelligence and information regarding the investigation of a missing child. The person using the back door would always be 10 steps ahead of the police and would ensure their friend, James Alphantis, never gets caught. They would know what information the police have and could tip James Alphantis off if the police were getting too close to the truth. James covers his tracks, he never gets caught, Child trafficking, rape and torture of children continues to be a very profitable business. And that, Tim, is basically what Quinn Michaels in his research is suggesting if there is a hidden back door and depending on what type of you know blockchain these guys are using. So it's very concerning, isn't it? I think so too. I really do. And people around the world, people in America, you need to know this, that all of the police databases are now using Palantir software, all of them. Yeah, I've, but, I've heard that that's been pushed out. And again, this is, um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's pushed as though, let, let me give you the scenario, <clears throat> excuse me, since we have a little bit of time here. Our friend Pete Santilli is the longest held journalist in U.S. history. Um, when he was arrested and spent almost two years in a, a jail in our, uh, Oregon and also one in Nevada, And one of the things that Pete told me was he said, we got into the courtroom in Oregon. Both of these were uh, federal prosecutors, and we got in the courtroom in Oregon, and they started talking about things that had happened privately on Facebook, okay, private messages and things of this nature. And they were looking like, where did you guys get this? And they said, Facebook gave it to us. And from what I understand, they didn't even have a warrant. Facebook just dumped I don't know. I, I think he told me like a terabyte or more of just raw data. Okay. And what they found out was anybody who liked a picture, liked a post, um, made a comment, or had anything up about Bundy Ranch at the time was an unindicted co conspirator with the people they were charging. Now, keep in mind in Oregon, they dropped the charges against Pete. Um, the Bundys and several others were were acquitted. When they went down to Nevada, uh, Pete pled uh, guilty to standing in front of a truck, uh, a, a government truck. Uh, he all he was doing was reporting, but he pled guilty to that because he said, "Tim, they were they were violating the law. They wouldn't let us present evidence that you know they were they were Brady violations, which ended up later when the Bundys came up uh, for trial." This is why the judge threw it out. She said the the Brady violations are, are too are too great. In other words, they wouldn't let them bring in exculpatory evidence to find themselves show themselves as innocent before the court. The court was not allowing that to be seen. Now, when that was found out that all this data was dumped out to Facebook, that's when they found out about Palantir. And Palantir was used. You've got a terabyte or terabytes of information that's just. What do you do with that? Who's gonna? Who's got time to comb through all that stuff? So the Palantir, they dump all the information in. It somehow sorts it out and produces these nice little reports that put things in a certain way. I guess you. I haven't even seen the software. I'm sure it's very expensive. But like you said, they're going out into the police departments and they're using this for part of what they're doing as well. And <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned. This tends to push towards the the whole idea of the smart cities that they talked about with the yes. UN, which are going to be the they're they're basically police states is what they're going to be, and yes. um, 
and the whole pre-crime thing. So they were getting us ready with that minority report years ago. This yes. is where this stuff is going. I mean, there's just no 100%. doubt about it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Tim. No, sorry. I, I just said 100%. You're right. That's all. Carry on. Yeah. No, that's that's what I that's what I see happening. And again, I, I learned about this. This was a couple of years ago during that Oregon trial. And then uh, as Pete began to, to, to talk about it, and I think it was, um, what's the guy's name? Out of the UK, uh, Greenwald. You know, he's written about a lot of the stuff that's came out. Uh, his The Intercept had a, a big story on Palantir. I drew from some of that on one of the articles I did on Palantir as well. But what people need to understand is the company itself was funded with your dollars, your tax dollars, America, and mm-hmm. it was funded by a CAA, CIA front group called NQTEL, which is very interesting for all you Q people out there. In mm-hmm. QTEL. And that's the that's the front group for the CIA to fund all these big tech companies. I listed about two dozen, but there have been hundreds, literally, that they funded over different technologies, cameras, surveillance, um, audio pickup, uh, all kinds of technology. They're all technology companies. And uh, they're funding that stuff. And I guess what they're doing, Sean, is they're figuring, well, we can put it out there to the private sector. We can put this money out there. And then once these guys develop to a point that of what we want, then we can kind of pull their string to say, hey, we need to use that technology and this, that, and the other. So they're 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 using the people's money unconstitutionally as an investment for private companies. Yes. That's definitely what's happening, Tim. I think these things are all planned way in advance. You are hundred percent correct saying this links in with the smart cities that these people have an agenda, Tim. And these people are doing very bad things to children around the world. And they've basically created a system which ensures that they never get caught, basically. They've got a hidden network where they can buy and sell child porn and satanic material um, discreetly. And then they've also now, if there is a backdoor, which I believe there will be, they also now are fully aware of any law enforcement, any intelligence, anyone who is after anyone who's part of their gang, anyone who was part of their group, they know about it. So they can, it's like the perfect way to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a mastermind plan really from their perspective. I mean, this is what they do. They're masters of deception, but this is what they've done basically. And this is what I believe they do to make sure they never get caught. So really, if Palantir has a back door, we need to find out. You know, and we need to be using systems that aren't all connected to one thing because it's all controlled by artificial intelligence, everything. Everything on Palantir is, is AI, which is why it's capable of making those reports you said and doing what it's doing. And this just links in with, you know, we're all, AI is being sold to us as the future, but the AI is going to enslave us through deception which links in with the beast system and the 5G and the smart cities and it's all connected. Absolutely. I I do. I do believe it is connected. Sean, one of the things we want to do, and then what I want to do is I want to pull up, uh, if you don't mind, I want to pull up something that you have in part four of your PDFs, but you, you sent a video and this is uh, allegedly a Podesta recording, a Podesta recording, an attack on children as an alter ego skippy. And yes. there's there's not any there's not any nudity or anything like that, folks. And you guys listening by Red State Talk Radio, you'll be able to hear what's going on. 
And I just want to play this. It runs about, it runs a little over two minutes. It's going to be a little disturbing for some of you. So if you have little children up in the morning right now, I hope you're not letting them listen to this anyway. Yeah. Uh, but if you, if you come in and you're, um, you're catching this, you don't want really want your kids around this. I, I didn't even like seeing it as, or, or hearing it as a grown adult, but this yeah. is, um, this is allegedly a recording. It's allegedly a recording of John Podesta as he attacks children, and uh, here we go. And they're giving a warning here at the beginning of the video. Mm-hmm. You think you're hot shit, don't you? You think you're hot... Listen up! My name! My other name, what do you call me? I am your father. From now on, you will call me your father. You're shot. Uh, you will call me your father. What am I? What is my name, huh? I'm just a kid who's four. Each day I grow some more. I does sing. Finding my way. Growing up is not so tough. I had enough. There is a lot of fun stuff with Don't you? You think you're hot shit, don't you? Uh, you will call me. Uh, you will call me. Uh, you will call me. Say it again. Just get lost. Just get lost. Just get lost. And what this is for the red state audience is just get lost. This right here is John Podesta's voice. Shit, don't you? And this is the recording. You think you're hot shit, don't this you? There. Say it okay. again. Yeah. So they're comparing. You think you're hot shit, don't you? Just yeah. get lost. You think you're hot shit, don't you? Just get lost. You think you're hot. Sh- All right. So we've got enough of that. <laughs> we've got enough of him yeah. saying that over and over. This is a comparison of the voices. One from the the one video where there appears to be at least some verbal abuse there um, to a child, to a young child. And then we've got a comparison there where John Podesta's caught on video and they're comparing the voice and it seems to be the same voice or very similar, if that. Yeah, I mean, if you go to if you go to page 163, I actually have print screens in relation to the video. So this will round it up nicely. All right, one so, six, did you say 163? 163, please, yeah. Okay. So what everyone's just listening to, it's very disturbing. You can hear the child saying, I'm just a kid, I'm just a kid. Now, scroll, you can see on these images, basically, on the video, he's, he basically looks like he's pushing a child into a hot shower with a brush, okay? That's what looks like is happening. Now, if you go to the next image, there's actually a shower in the back of Comet Ping Pong, uh, which basically this has been, this, this we think is the shower at the back of Comet Ping Pong, let me just rephrase that. And why, how can we say that? Why do we think this is the case? Well, 
if you basically notice the purple lights in the background, okay, the, the lighting, and now go down to page 167. There is a basically a, a picture from the back. That, that, that's, let me write. At the back of Comet Pizza, they have, there's three rooms in Comet Pizza. The restaurant in the front, the second room is an empty room that doesn't get used, which, I, which I have, we haven't discussed because it wasn't included, but I'll just tell you. Then the third room is this room. This is where the music bands play. Now, I just want to bring everyone's attention back to the first Pizzagate video me and Tim did. Do you remember the posters of the events that were very disturbing, which basically were for all ages, and there was disturbing images of blood and children and strange, strange things. Well, those posters are advertising music events at the Comet Ping Pong. So this music event you're seeing on screen now is what these posters are advertising. Now, I don't think it's too much of a stretch of an imagination to basically say that what they're doing is they play loud music to drown out the screams of the children. And I think that's what they do. I think they have these music bands on to drown out the screams. And then in the background, in another location, people can go abuse children or torture them or do whatever they want to do to them. And I believe that is what's happening, Tim. And when you look at the lights in these pictures, I mean, they're, they're the same colours. And when you look at all the other evidence, it's just it's just so disturbing. And the fact it's been four years and no one's brought these people accountable, you know, we must fight back for the children, Tim. I mean, what 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 do you make of that? <clears throat> Yeah, the only the only thing that I that I would have to say in that, and, and this is just seeing it from the outside, I can see that scenario playing out. At the same time, it's kind of like, well, I, I wasn't here. Maybe I missed something. I wasn't hearing any music in when we played the Podesta thing. I wasn't hearing any music in there. But at the same time, I can see that scenario being played out. Uh, you know, if you have loud music going on in somewhere like that, you can definitely see. And the next question is. Why is there a need for a shower in a ping pong place? I'm not saying that you know, maybe somebody doesn't stay there. Some people live in their business and stuff like that, but that's obviously not the case with uh, Mr. Elefantis. So I, I don't understand why that's there in the first place. Um, but I can see the scenario being played out of uh, of what you of what you've talked about here. I just, like I said, I just didn't hear the music in the other, but I can well, see. The there might not have been music in that video, Tim. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm just speculating. Right, that sure. If, if, if I was, if I was an elite pedophile, you know, and I, you know, you're not going to do that stuff. Like, what I'm trying to say is, it's just pretty obvious that they would, they would drown that, they would drown that out somehow. And when you connect all the dots, the music bands, the posters, the the video of what appears to be John Podesta, it just all comes together. I think, and I just think this more than enough evidence to look into these people. But, but yeah, I mean, the whole point is, Tim, without without a lawful investigation, we don't know, do we? So this is the whole point of this video, the whole point of getting the word out there. Just a reminder to everyone, please download my documents on the Set and Brush Fires website. Please share them with everyone you know. Please don't believe a single thing I say. Do your own research. Look at the evidence and be honest with yourself. And um, if you believe as well as what I believe, that this is really what's happening. Please spread the documents. Please bring awareness and please wake up the world because we need to fight back. Amen. Amen. Okay, so quickly, yes, folks, uh, the stream was cut on YouTube at SOL, but it's on at Setting Brush Fire still for whatever reason. I don't know. 
there is a target of our channel. There's no question about that on Sons of Liberty. We've got about uh, three minutes here, Sean. And one of the things I want to show people is this is in your last one. You talked about when you started, you're not at, you're saying this is going to bring an emotional response, but we have to keep our emotions under control so that we bring about justice, so that we bring justice and not vigilanteism, as it were. We're wanting the authorities to do their job, to do the duty and the job that we pay them and we've given them authority to do. And one of the things that you say in, um, in your last PDF here, this is number four, and all these will be up in the archives again today when we archive the show. What needs to happen? John Podesta needs to explain bizarre email and food-related code words. He needs, this is the thing. Have them tell you what they mean. Mm-hmm. If they're really about pizza, then have him explain how that works with some of the things that we've talked about. And you've given uh, some some good information here. You've documented how this stuff has been done. We've seen this in the uh, the emails. Uh, he needs to explain this cannibalistic art again. Some of the stuff we covered, it's gosh, some of this I, it's bringing back memories of when I first saw it because this has been what four years ago. This was 2016 where a lot of this stuff started really coming out, and it was due to the uh, the emails that were released. They need to explain this pool that's there at the Podesta house. And the mm-hmm. images of these children in what looks like the same pool. Mm-hmm. Um, babies in diapers with big people hands, adult hands on them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the red shoes that you spoke about, the weird artwork that's in here. Uh, it, it, and the fact that uh, the, the little girl, was it a little girl who was Madeline McCain, um, who was kidnapped and the... The suspects look just like John and Tony Podesta. So there, there yeah. does need to be some some questions that are that need to be answered by these guys. And we need somebody who some people who will hold each other accountable who are outside the system. So this is what you got to find somebody, a group of people outside of the system who will who will do an actual investigation, and not be intimidated by that. And Sean, we're running up against the uh, the end of the show here. We got about 30 seconds or so. I want you to. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on all these days and giving us the information there. Tell people okay. where they can find out more about you, man. Okay, guys. So um, the two main platforms I'm on is YouTube. So YouTube is Sean Speaks S E A N Speaks on YouTube, um, as well as on Instagram. I'm starting to do a lot of work on Instagram at the moment as well. I'm documenting the protests all over the country. I'm uh, speaking in public. And I'm doing what I can on the streets to, to change the world. So my Instagram username is Sean Speaks 77. S-E-A-N Speaks 77. So Sean Speaks on YouTube and Sean Speaks 77 on Instagram. So that's where you can find my work. Download all my documents in the, in the description of my videos on YouTube. I have more documents, uh, not just on Pizzagate, on other things and 9-11, 5G, amongst many other subjects. But it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Tim. And God bless all you people in America. Uh, we will win this fight and just look after yourselves and we'll be okay. Sean, we appreciate you very much and your time. Uh, I know it's very valuable and appreciate the the work that you've done. Folks, you'll be able to check out all of this again on Sons of Liberty Media dot com later on this morning all the documents that we've shown and everything we've shown previously i'll have links to all the shows that we've done previously the three shows before and uh, don't forget uh, bradley's on at 3 p.m eastern time tomorrow morning 8 a.m saturday morning kate shimmerani be with us i think we're at least i've pitched to her that we're going to talk about this great barrington declaration 
Is it good? Is it bad? Uh, you know, who all is involved? There's over 18,000 signatures on it. And many of them are scientists, doctors, nurses of that nature. So you don't want to miss us for that show. Until then, see ya.